Hey, what's up? My name is Midori. And my name is Megan. And you're listening to The The M. M. The podcast about the struggle of the middle. Stuck in between two generations, we're two young women navigating the real obstacles of our 20s. Today's topic is cancel culture and call-out culture. The, you know, there's obviously a lot that goes into it. Um, But first... We are going to make some fact check. We're going to have some fact checks from our last episode because we've had uh, one of our listeners, you know, <laughs> let us know the which, the real info. Which I appreciate. Yeah. If we yeah. did something wrong and you're listening to us, please tell us. D- DM me on Instagram if yeah. you see it. DM us. Um, which is what Devin did. Thank you, Devin. When Shout we- out to Devin. <laughs> <laughs> when we were listing resorts at the Walt Disney World Resort. Um, we were talking about the different hotels and the different value, moderate, and what's the top one? Premium? Something like that? Yeah, premium or something uh, like that. Resorts there, and I accidentally uh, mislabeled one. It was, uh, I said it was the Animation Academy Resort, which does not exist. The Animation Academy is a uh, attraction? No, it's something. In uh, Disney California Adventure, um, yeah. the resort is called the Art of Animation Resort. And Devin worked there, and she was a little offended that <laughs> I <laughs> got the name wrong, and I'm really sorry, Devin. Uh, you know, we're humans, and I got really excited. <laughs> and I, I did it wrong. And also, I want to fact check Midori about something I found out just a few minutes ago. She said she doesn't follow any Disney influencers, and I just watched her watch <laughs> someone's story who I follow who's a Disney influencer. So, fact check. She does follow Disney influencers. Listen, I only, <laughs> like, Disney World influencers are all just so, so wholesome that that's, I don't even... That's normally count. who I follow. That's, like, they don't count to me. <laughs> okay, okay. There was a miscommunication. She thought we meant Disneyland, but I was talking about any Disney influencer. So, fact check. Done. Done. All Today, right. we're talking about cancel culture, which kind of relates to fact-checking yourself. Okay. Yeah. 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 So. so. Also relates to influencers and people of high status. True, true. So. So, we have a... <laughs> <laughs> we laid a base. <laughs> we, we planned this. <laughs> so, today, we've been talking about doing this topic for a while because it seems to always come up yeah. in, our, in our culture yeah. as young people online. Mm-hmm. And it has been for a really long time. Yeah, I think, I think it's evolved too. I think it's really took off. I probably in like 2018, and has made its way through the last couple of years. I mean, before that, even. I mean. Well, yeah, for but, sure. But the but, big, you're right. Thing, you know, I feel like it almost turned into a witch hunt when like, uh, it kind of took off because people were like literally searching through That's like true. influencers' tweets, Instagram posts, everything, like going out of their way to like find things that people said in the past. Yeah. So I think it really took off in 2018. I, I do agree it has been around for a long time. But now, but then it became a different. Yeah. It evolved into something maybe worse. <sighs> yeah. So we're going to start with defining it so everyone knows what we're talking about. When we looked up the official definition, we actually found two definitions. There's call-out culture and cancel culture. And call-out culture is a form of public humiliation that aims to hold individuals and groups accountable for actions perceived to be offensive by other individuals or groups who then call attention to this behavior. It's usually on social media. So call-out culture is just the act of publicizing something that someone did that is perceived to be ignorant and wrong. Yeah. Right? But then cancel culture... Do you want to read cancel culture? Yeah. 
So, cancel culture describes a form of boycott in which someone, usually a celebrity influencer, someone of high status, who has shared a questionable or unpopular opinion or has had behavior in their past that is perceived to be either offensive or problematic, called out on social media, is canceled. Yes, and they're, like, completely boycotted. Yeah. Like you said. So, without, Cody said earlier, without call it culture there's no cancel culture so yeah. first we're first we're calling out people and saying mm-hmm. you're a bad person because you did this and then we're taking that next step of cancel culture and saying because you did this because it's publicized we're not going to regard your art as legitimate we're not going to feed into your brand we're not yeah. going to follow you we're not going to acknowledge you because we don't want to support you know with our time or our money we're not going to support someone like you yeah so that that in itself is cancel culture and mm-hmm. One of the many things that was born out of our social media age. Yeah. Our digital revolution here. So, when you think of cancel culture, I think you think of celebrities. I think of celebrities. I think of, like, movie stars and comedians. Mm -hmm. But also a lot of people think of YouTubers. Yeah. Like, the first, like, two people you brought up were YouTubers. Yeah. So, it depends on, like, what kind of media you consume because I I think it's a challenge for me to get to YouTube just because it's so overwhelming. Yeah. People will be talking about YouTubers and I'm like, who? And then I'm like, oh my god, I'm old! (laughs) (laughs) But I like the YouTube case studies. So, let's start with there. Tell me about the ones you brought up. Yeah. So, I brought up... uh... The very two infamous James Charles and Jeffree Star. I personally am not a fan of either of them. Um, I don't. I was. I was a fan of Jeffree Star in the beginning because of his makeup brand. Mm-hmm. It's really. It's really good, honestly. Um, but like, I, know, I, was, I do want to get some. Yeah, but I was never a fan of Je- uh, James Charles or anything like that. Um, just because he just talks so fast. Like, I've tried to I've watch... actually never seen a video of his. It's scary. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm on drugs. He just talks so fast, and I'm People's... like, I can't understand anything you're saying. People say that about the JoJo girl, too. Oh, she yeah, JoJo Siwa. quickly, and maybe it's maybe it's a Gen Z thing. Maybe they like to be, like, I don't know. I do, like, I will say that when I'm public speaking or anything like that, uh, I do tend to speed up my, you know, so talking. you don't think it's purposeful? I do you think it's like part of his brand, or do you think it's because he's nervous? Because he's been a he's, he's been, been in, in he's, it for a while though, yeah, so that's so why I don't think it's nervousness. I think it's just him. Which whatever, like there are people that talk fast. But if you don't like it, you don't have to watch him. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that's so. that's the beauty of it. Um, but yeah, so James Charles has had quite so, a few scandals in the past couple of years, and he's been affected by call out I call out culture. I don't think he's necessarily been affected by cancel culture. Um, he's definitely like. Well, I can't say he's not been affected completely, but he has. He was with Maybelline, I believe. Okay. Um, he's still at Morphe stores. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, he was at Maybelline, and I believe he had a scandal, and then not long after that, Maybelline kicked him off Kicked him off their, like, promo because he was, uh, like, their first man that they uh, uh, did in an advertisement that was wearing oh. makeup. Oh, and then Jacqueline Hill is another... <laughs> Big one. So, okay, but you you speaking about this, I'm listening to you, but I yeah. had an idea because he's like a part of the beauty brand, yeah. right? So I thought, I was like, oh my gosh, I just remembered this other beauty mogul, Jacqueline Hill. Oh my God. Is in cancel culture. And if you saw last year, I don't remember what, I think it was maybe Halloween or something. Yeah, it was Halloween. Uh, oh yeah, she's got like blood on her face. Yeah. Uh, so Jacqueline Hill, I'll paint you a picture since this is an audio media. Uh, she is wearing a short black dress with a deep V and um, on the dress are the, is the word 
canceled in big blocky red letters. Yeah. <laughs> canceled is spelled wrong. It is. <laughs> I am it's, literally just... <laughs> it says Jaclyn Hill in the middle of it. It says Jaclyn Hill is canceled and there's like canceled all over her dress. And it's all spelled wrong. I and wonder, she's got, like, blood on her face, and she's, like, smiling, and I'm like, girl, you're canceled, right. but also you're trying to, like, make it a mockery, but you're doing it wrong, because did she mean to spell it wrong on purpose? I, that's what I'm, like, that's what I thought was, like, is she mocking maybe people who have told her that she was canceled, and maybe they spelt it wrong, and, like, no, she I was don't playing off that, or maybe not working. literally just dumb, like, you don't know how to spell canceled. Well, the reason she's quote-unquote canceled, right, is because she's an anti-vaxxer. Or oh. am I thinking of someone else? No, you're. I think I'm you're thinking, thinking of Kevin D. I'm sorry. Why is she canceled? So I believe Jacqueline Hill was canceled because of her recent um, makeup line. She oh, she had the shitty lipstick. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, so those videos about I I don't have any personal experience with her lipstick. I've no, just neither seen do I. the posts, so I can't yeah. speak from experience. But it looked like they like this it was is like hairs or yeah. whatever, like fibers. Um, like this lipstick sucks. Yeah, yeah. So that was like a big thing, and then she didn't handle it in the best way. She went okay. radio silent on social media for a long time, and then mm. she like made like a I think it was like a kind of shortish video like. You know, like they an usually apology. do. An apology type, explaining type video. Um, but I believe everybody's gotten their refunds that asked for oh, refunds. So, you okay. know, she's made amends. Um, but it's been hard for her to bounce back since then. And people have called her a scammer because of it. And oh. et cetera. And, like, she came out with, like, after the lipstick, she came out with more stuff. And people were like, I don't even know if I want to buy this now because yeah. I don't trust her. I mean, yeah, like, of course any consumer would say that. Yeah, yeah. and so it's it's turned into, like, Jaclyn Hill is just a money grabber. She just wants to make the quick buck. Um, like, all Yikes. these people, you know, spent hundreds of dollars on her collect, her new collection just to have it flop. And Is like, she the one, she is one of the beauty vloggers who has really expensive makeup? Um, or is it reasonably priced? Is I, that, like, where the frustration is coming from? Like, I spent so much money on this and it and it sucks? Yeah, I think that's what came from it. Obviously, makeup is a hot commodity. It's always going to be expensive. Even drugstore now. I can't even go to the drugstore and find, like, good, cheap makeup anymore. Oh, my God. Because it's, like, so expensive now. I know. I hate it. I hate it here. I <laughs> Like... <laughs> I hate it here. I hate it here. <laughs> but, um, no, yeah, I... Her... I mean, I feel like her lipsticks and all her other things were just a... A common price okay. for you know I would say like you could find it at higher, Ulta yeah normal okay on the probably hot, on the end high end side okay. yeah um, so obviously people people were really upset um, regarding that and that's why she was canceled she didn't have anything um, necessarily like ignorant okay. like most like was, you know James okay. Charles said or Jeffrey Star said yeah. hers was mainly just revolving around her makeup brand and okay. the distrust that she created yeah there's a large variety of reasons why someone gets quote-unquote canceled which is something we wanted to talk about yeah it could be something from Jacqueline Hill's example where the product it feels scammy yeah right so then we're gonna cancel them but it also can range from two then ignorant comments people have made so yeah. they're like the person is bad mm-hmm. like James Charles right some of his actions in his personal life um, yeah. came out and how he dealt with his relationships was um, bad, you know, and people, like, really talked about it. So they were like, I don't want to support him because he's a bad person. Yeah. And then it goes all the way to, like, the worst case scenario where there's, like, rape allegations. Oh, yeah. So the cancel culture is a very wide net. Oh, yeah. It's huge. Yeah. And, like, 
you could really still get canceled for just about anything as long as you're in the public eye. So like, mm-hmm. especially because like I like we've mentioned, I I'm a big YouTube watcher. Um, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily watch like beauty YouTube videos anymore because it's just draining all the <laughs> freaking drama that goes on. Um, but like even if you're just involved in like uh, drama like involving friends falling out, so mm-hmm. like in the beauty YouTube community there was like a big group. I would say about like four or five influencers that were all friends. And was that like James Charles and Toddy and Jeffree Star or am I wrong? Um it was it I don't it kind of ranges. It was like Manny MUA, Laura Lee. Okay. They were all friends, Gabriel Zamora. All of them were friends and then I don't know, something happens along the way and then like friendship falls out. Well, and they're all even, getting crazy famous and yeah. rich and like just the to a human's ego. Yeah. You know, that's going to affect the way you think about things, the way yeah. you, you approach your relationship. So I'm like super not surprised that there's no, drama yeah. between them and that they have falling outs because they're stupid rich. Yeah. And then it, it, it goes down to like, even if you just have a falling out with friends, your fans, the people who support mm-hmm. them are like, oh my God, they're not friends anymore. I can't support them. I'm only going to support the per- like this person, you yeah. know? So there's... And that there's seems a-, a little rash. Yeah. Which is like cancel culture. It can be rash. Oh, 100%. It's, yeah. Is it toxic or is it helpful? But we'll yeah. get there. Back to uh, Jeffree Star and James Charles. Yes. So what did they do to get canceled? We said James Charles was kind of a shitty human. Yeah, he, I remember, I think the first one that happened was he made, um, he made comments about going to Africa and, like, getting a disease there. He's like, hope I don't get Ebola or something like that. Yeah, and so he tweeted that, that happened. What happened was he tweeted that, got on the plane, and then when he, by the time he landed, like, it had blown up and he was pretty much, like, everyone was, like, wow. At his neck. You know what? I just want to give kudos to our mentor, Tara. Yeah. Because when we were learning about social media, she told us pretty much the same story, frame by frame, of a journalist who got on a plane and said, I'm going to Africa, hope I don't get AIDS. Yeah. And then turned her phone off for the plane ride, and then when she landed, she had been fired. She had all of this hate on social media. Yeah. Like, she couldn't get a job after that, after Mm -hmm. one tweet. And so that was Tara's, like, lesson to us of, you know, don't tweet dumb shit. Like, we live in an internet age where everything is documented and nothing goes away. Yeah. And And it doesn't matter if you tweet it now or you tweeted it it a couple, like, several, a decade ago. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Like, Something is going to get Crazy. brought up, and the internet is, as we've learned, is forever. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. And so, kudos to Tara on teaching yeah. us that lesson when we were and at the also, age of 18. <laughs> yeah. And also, going along with the fact-checking, if I got the James Charles story wrong, please let me know. Oh, um, yeah. I'm just, we're not, like, like we're just super talk- fans. Yeah. We're just- so, I don't really know the entire, entire story. Um, we didn't really, like, look too much into it. It's just something that happened a couple years ago that I remember. Yeah. And Um, I think this is like as a normal consumer, like as someone who like isn't a super fan or doesn't watch them religiously, like you still hear about this stuff. And I think our perspective is that, is Mm -hmm. that we're just, we're people who are dialed into pop culture, you know, as much as we are, but we're also Mm -hmm. like working humans and we have our own things going on. And I think that's most of America. And then they see people get canceled and they're maybe not a part of the passionate group of like, we're canceling you. Yeah. It's just kind of like happening around us a lot. Yeah. Um, and so then with Jeffree Star, uh, it ha- his things happened like ages ago, like early 2000s. So before he was famous? Uh, pretty much just like okay. on, he was on the rise because he started out as, you know, a MySpace 
pretty much like a MySpace influencer. He was a MySpace personality. Um, and he made music, right? He made Woo! music. Um, he was going on tour and stuff like that. He, I had no idea. Yeah. He made I, don't, music. I don't know a lot about Jeffrey Star. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I remember hearing about him back in the MySpace days. Um, but I didn't like listen to any of his music. It was very poppy and all well, that. Well, you know, I remember he was at Warp Tour one year that I went. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. went to Warp Tour, fam. Yeah. Uh, I, we went a bunch of times. And one time mm-hmm. I went with Darian. And, like, he had a tent there, and, like, he was there. Yeah. And Darian was like, dude, Jeffree Star's here. And I was like, who's that? (laughs) (laughs) But this was back in 2014. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, he was famous then for his beauty stuff, but now he is just super famous and super rich. I know. Flooded with, like, the house that he just bought. Fucking crazy. Like, a $17 million house or something like that. Like crazy. So he did something back in the day that was Yeah, cool. so he has the first thing that came up was he had a video online. I don't know if um it was taken by him or if it was taken by someone else. Um but basically he was like these people like yelled profanities at him. Um wow. and he retaliated by calling them the N-word. No. And, um, the, he says in the video that the people weren't black, but, like, he still said it, so, you know. So? Yeah, exactly. I so, mean, like, not so, of course it matters. Yeah. But, like, you should not be saying that word ever if you're not a person of color. Like, yeah, like, exactly. So, not, so. Yeah, so that came out, um, he, you know, he said those things, um, he's said that he wants to pour acid on uh, women of color's faces and stuff like that, like, in a bit, he said it, and so, like, mm. that... So it wasn't sincere, it was in a bit. It was in a bit. It's still really not but it's, cool. Yeah, I wouldn't, like, obviously, cool. comedy is here to push boundaries and stuff like that, but I think something like that is, like, a little over the line for me, mm-hmm. so I personally didn't, like, I don't like that, mm-hmm. and I'm sure, obviously, people of color don't like that. So he's not canceled. He's wildly successful. He is. So yeah. he is. He would be under the category of just call out culture. Yeah, and then there's no way he's canceled. Yeah, and so he has since made an apology video. I believe uh, two thousand in two thousand nineteen or two thousand eighteen, one of those years. He made an apology video, basically like explaining his side of the story. He does, you know, uh, say that that was a long time ago I've learned since then but mm-hmm. at the same time it someone oh, someone always brings up the point like when this happened he was like still like 23 so he was like our age mm-hmm. and so there's like a line between like yeah you were young but not young enough mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so we'll get into like you know can people change we'll get into that a little bit later but um like James Charles Jeffree Star They've uh, been called out. Called out. Not necessarily Jacqueline canceled. Hill's been called out. Tati from her Tati Westbrook has been called out. All of them for all their scandals, canceling, whatever. They've all apologized since then. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just up to now the uh, the consumer to whether yeah. they want to accept that apology or not. And it seems like they have. Oh, one hundred percent. At least like their fan base, which I would assume is is mostly younger. Yeah. Because they are YouTube stars. Yeah. And. I don't see them losing a lot of money. I exactly, right? I think that they still support them. So, and and also, you know, not to say that saying ignorant things is not wrong. It is wrong to say these ignorant things yeah. and to have it documented and, 
you know, since apologize for it is still a little dicey, but then you move on to cancel culture cases like Kevin Spacey and, Mm -hmm. um, which has rape allegations and, um, you know, Johnny Depp, which had domestic violence, um, allegations. And that is, it's a bigger topic. Yeah, it is like not to, not to say that, like, like I said, not to say that saying ignorant things is permissible in any way, but it's objectively worse to have rape allegations. Oh yeah. Then to say something homophobic, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, we have Cause movie you, stars. Yeah, because it's been proven time and time and again that saying ignorant comments is easily, by most of the fan base from someone who says it, mm-hmm. is easily swept under the rug. Mm-hmm. Whereas rape allegations, people Should are never very... never be yeah, swept under the rug. They are very, uh, like, like with Kevin Spacey, when those rape allegations came out, he was immediately taken mm-hmm. off House of Cards. Like, yeah, he didn't good finish, for Netflix. Yeah, he didn't finish that last season, right? No, no, yeah. it was, no, they changed the protagonist was, was now, like, his yeah, wife so, in the show. So, which she was always better than him anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> so you see something like that, whereas, like, um, for ignorant comments, for influencers, even still celebrities, people are very quick to just uh, forgive them and say, yeah. oh, you know, you've learned since then. But for, mm-hmm. like, rape allegations, it's obviously a, a little bit more serious. People yeah. are not as forgiving for rape allegations. No. And that's what we're trying to say they, is that um, mm-hmm. that's part of it. And so with when it comes to actually being canceled and living under this, like, cancel culture mm-hmm. label, I think that, like we said... Um, I don't even like saying his name on here. <laughs> I don't even like Kevin Spacey is definitely yeah. one of the people who have been canceled along yeah. with some comedians, which mm-hmm. I think comedy is a contentious topic to talk about cancel culture. Yeah. Because there's something to be said about these people like Kevin Spacey and Johnny Depp who have had things in their personal lives, mm-hmm. right? that have affected the way we view their art, Mm -hmm. which in Johnny Depp's case is really interesting because recently his ex-wife came out and said, I, I, didn't she say like, I actually abused him It was like, uh, it was a tape from like their therapy session or something like that where How did that get out? I know, where she openly admitted to it. Okay. So it wasn't like she came out and said, hey, I did this. It was like, it was leaked through a tape. Well, that's terrible. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, it's terrible that they abused each other. Yeah. But it's also terrible that that kind of shit's getting out. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, so that's like that's an interesting one because Johnny Depp has been such a big movie star mm-hmm. and in so many things that it's like ingrained in American culture. Yeah. And to truly cancel him, I mean, he's still making movies. Yeah. He's been making movies since the scandal came out, and they've been successful, so I don't yeah. know if he's ever been, like, truly canceled, but I do know a lot of people who really, really liked him, and then when all that came out, they yeah. would no longer be like, oh, he's one of my favorite actors. They yeah. would just, like, refrain from maybe promoting him, right? And, yeah. like, outright supporting him, but he's still got the movie gigs. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, he's obviously, I'm, sh- these allegations and stuff like that, when it first came out, it obviously took a hit to his career in a sense that he probably, you know, didn't get, like, invited to award shows that much anymore. Mm -hmm. He wasn't asked to, like, come on TV shows or whatever. But, I mean, he was, like you said, he was still in movies. He was still in um, the Fantastic Beasts movie Mm -hmm. um, because that came out, I believe very shortly after his allegations came mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. Um, and he was in, still, he was still in a good handful of I movies I mean, the Alice Wonderland movies, like, yeah. he's in a lot. And yeah. so, 
I don't think he wasn't he wasn't canceled. No, like, he's still. But I think it definitely took a him. big hit to his career. Um, mm-hmm. He had literally a full year of I'm sure not as big movies, you know, mm-hmm. uh, as it could have been. But also, but people don't people don't look at that and say, well, I'm not going to watch Parts of the Caribbean anymore. Yeah, no one says no. that, you know. Like, but there are other people in this like cancel culture topic where. People don't watch their art anymore. They yeah. don't consider them. I mean, Louis C.K., a lot of people don't, like, find him legitimate anymore. They yeah. don't want to watch his specials. They don't want to watch shows he's in yeah. because of this, the sexual abuse allegations that mm-hmm. came out. Or sexual harassment. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sexual harassment allegations that came out about him. So it's, like, very case by case. Yeah, which it's is, really interesting. Yeah, and then that's also Louis C.K. is a comedian. Yeah. So there's a whole other topic of comedians should they be canceled you know what he did was in his personal life yeah so that's a little different but what comedians say on stage you yeah. know like the topic that um what's his name brought up You're dave, Ch- dave Chappelle. dave Chappelle. oh my goodness how yeah. did i forget that um you know he's he says he's quote-unquote canceled for his very brash jokes yeah he right always, what do you think he, about him he always makes like homophobic jokes and yeah. stuff like that and He's, in my opinion, this is why I really don't believe cancel culture is, like, a thing in, especially celebrities. It's definitely, like, a thing with influencers, I feel like, but with celebrities, it's not that big because, like, you have comedians like Dave Chappelle who have been making homophobic jokes for a really long time. Yeah. And making brass uncomfortable jokes for a long time and they he obviously is still getting netflix specials he still does Mm -hmm. comedy tours he's still getting money you know and like but should he even be canceled because i know like his jokes are ignorant sometimes right but isn't the point of comedy to call out stereotypes and to push the limits and like you're in this creative space to to make fun of ourselves, yeah, right. That's what that's what comedy is. It's relatable, and you are making fun of yourself as a person in society, mm-hmm. and like these contentious relations do exist in society, and so yeah. comedians then poke fun at it. Should they be canceled for that? You know, they they're not they're not saying they believe it, right? Yeah. They're not up there saying I. Dave Chappelle believe in this. No, yeah. he's doing a bit. He's up there and he is yeah. a comedian. And I mean, he he's a unique case because he is very, he's very out there. But like yeah. people that toe the line, right? So, do you think they should be canceled for their jokes? No, I don't really. I think for comedians, like you said, there's a very there's a line that is there, and like comedy is there to push the boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot, a big argument that I've seen from a lot of people who have said that they don't want to li- like support Dave Chappelle anymore is that you still can be funny and have comedy without making homophobic racist jokes. I've seen that argument too. And it's been proven, you know, through a lot of, uh, especially like, I would like to say Bob's Burgers has, Mm -hmm. even though they definitely have like some, you know, touchy jokes here and there, especially within the first season, um, it gets a little bit better and you can have jokes where it's not at the expense of others. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously... Like John Mulaney. Yeah, very John Mulaney. He's very funny. Yeah. But that's just two different types of yeah. comedy. Yeah, exactly. So that, you don't have to, yeah. you know, if you don't like Dave Chappelle and the stuff that he puts out, you don't have to watch it. Yeah, you know? I, don't, I mean, yeah, like, but I don't think he should be canceled for everyone. No. Because if you if you do find that funny, if you do want to, like, make make fun of society in a way of, like, I don't know. It's not that you, if you find something funny, you don't have to, like, sincerely believe it. 
Like, if you hear that homophobic joke, homophobic joke, or that ignorant joke, or the racist joke, you know, you're probably laughing at it because you're like, wow, like, I know a dude on my street who would actually sincerely believe this, and it's so ridiculous, like, yeah. you know, it's not that you, you are believing it, or that the comedian is believing it, it's that they're laughing at how absurd it is. Yeah. You know, and so I don't think that that is better or worse than someone like John Mulaney or yeah. a comedy show like Bob's Burgers where they, they don't even touch that. I think it's just two different types of comedy. Yeah, definitely. And I think, like I said, if you don't like the way that someone does their comedy, you don't have to listen to it. And for me, like, I personally don't enjoy a lot of stand-up comedy because I don't really enjoy racist or homophobic jokes. Mm-hmm. That's just me, so mm-hmm. I don't indulge in that. I don't watch stand-up comedy. I watch, yeah. like, John Mulaney or whatever, but like, he does here and there. Comedy. But yeah, but, I'm, but I don't, like, indulge fully in that. I'll just watch, like, like John Mulaney. Like, you're not a Dave Chappelle fan. No, I'm not a Dave okay. Chappelle fan. Not yeah. everybody has to be. No. But I don't, just because you're not a fan doesn't mean that the people who aren't fans can say, like, you, Dave Chappelle, you can't do anything now. No, yeah. And I think, like, when, what is it, la- I'm pretty sure that came out last year. The, the Sticks and this, Stones thing? Like, all the stuff that, like, pretty much started trying to get Dave Chappelle canceled. I don't even think, like, okay, let me rephrase this. So I really, like I said earlier, I don't really believe that cancel culture exists for comedians and, like, celebrities and stuff like that when it comes to racist and homophobic things Mm -hmm. because, like, they still have careers out of it. And, like, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought here. I'm trying to keep it on track. It's okay. (laughs) Um... But I just, I, for me, I just don't see them as being canceled. So, like, for me, it's just, like, I don't participate in that stuff. Um, It's not that you're boycotting it like it's cancel culture. You're just choosing not to watch it, which is perfectly fine. You don't have to think everything's funny. Yeah. But there are a lot of people out there who are, like, purposely boycotting it and, like, you know, have an action for people. Yeah. For me, it's just more, like, comedians are dealing with call-out culture more than cancel culture. Okay. Like... When Dave Chappelle, like, his most recent special, he, uh, when those jokes came forward, people were like, why would you joke about this? Well, mm-hmm. Like, on Twitter and stuff like that. But I don't think that necessarily meant, like, I don't see an outright cancel like you see with other people. Yeah. You know? I think the cancel culture with comedians happens when things happen in their personal lives. Yes. Yeah. Right? It's not, hopefully. I mean, some people obviously do still want to cancel them because of their jokes that toe the line. Yeah. But I don't think we should censor anyone. No. I think that it's a creative space. Yeah. Like we said. They're not sincerely believing this. If they did go out on Twitter and said, like, I, Dave Chappelle, hate gay people, like, yo, dude, no. Yeah. Not cool. But yeah. he's not. He's making jokes on stage. Which, yeah. is, it's like, it's different when you're creating art. Yeah. And so. it's just like, I feel like, <clears throat> especially comedians, because I think they're trying to maybe capitalize on this cancel call-out culture. So they're, you know... That's a whole and, other layer, right? They're yeah. saying, like, I'm canceled, and then they're leaning into it. And they're yeah. purposely doing it. And jokes. so then they fire... And then they try to fire up their supporters and be like, you know, it creates just, like, a weird uh, mm-hmm. type of thing going on where, like, they're definitely falling into it and, like, wanting... It's almost kind of like they want to be, like, yeah, canceled. because so then that they way, get attention. Yeah, then they get the attention. So, like, mm-hmm. Sarah Silverman has also been, like, quote-unquote canceled or called out by, like, a lot of people, like, from her jokes and stuff like that. And a lot of things, you know, that she's said on, like, Twitter and stuff like that. Um, 
but I think she's really funny. Yeah, I I haven't like seen everything she's done. Yeah, but I think she's really funny. I'd... But she's also been like I'm suffering from this cancel culture. Like mm-hmm. my uh, uh, my stuff is uh, being affected. When well, that's not really true, you know. Like okay, like because Sarah Silverman she gets to have regular voice acting on Bob's Burgers and she has regular voice acting with Disney on mm-hmm. Wreck It Ralph. So yeah. like. I don't think... But comedy know. is her craft. Yeah. Right? And so maybe her stand-ups or her specials or her her own productions have been affected, right? Because she... I'm I sure, mean, She's yeah. obviously very widely accepted, but I mean, if there is some sort of movement to cancel her, I'm sure that her own comedy is being affected. Yeah, but I I mean, I don't know, though, because I always just see her more as an like an actress, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't... Like, obviously, I didn't watch a lot of her stand-up or anything like that, so I don't see her as like a sole stand-up comedian that's being affected she's by this. Not, she's not. Like I said, she has mm-hmm. other gigs that she's still getting money from, and they haven't kicked her off yet. Yeah. So, like, obviously, she's still she's still getting money, you know? Just as well as Dave Chappelle, he's still getting money at the end of the day. That's true. But I, I just maybe don't these... think that they should lean into the whole, like, oh, I'm canceled, you know? I don't think they should lean in either because they're using something that our social media dynamics right now, the way we communicate, it they're using it as an agent to police people into not doing these profound things or saying these profound things. So it, in a way, has good intentions mm-hmm. because they're trying to, like I said, police. However, when someone abuses that yeah. agent of, you know, trying to correct things, mm-hmm. then it gets really annoying. Yeah. And it's like, oh... If, like, Jacqueline Hill, she wore a dress that said canceled all over it. Yeah. That is leaning into it and trying to get attention and trying to get clicks by being provocative, which, yeah. in a way, you could argue, has been comedy the whole time. Yeah. So it's yeah. just comedy in this new age, and then now they are tapping into what's happening in our yeah. culture currently. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they should lean in, but I also don't think that someone should be canceled by what they say on stage. Yeah. That's just my, my personal opinion yeah. about it. No, yeah, definitely. So would you say that, Sue, so you said cancel culture isn't real for celebrities. I don't... They don't truly get canceled. Yeah, I don't really think that that's the case because they still, like, unless it's, like, a actual rape allegation, like, for Kevin Spacey, um, like, I don't... You don't... He... I feel like he is the only case where, like, he literally got immediately dropped off a show yeah. and got removed from everything. Yeah. That was, like, huge because, you know, for celebrities, when they get accused of stuff like this, it's, like, a slap on the wrist and, like, mm-hmm. we forget about it. But yeah. now, with the age of social media and people willing to pull up anything and everything, mm-hmm. like, that happened so quickly. I was, like, shook yeah. that it even happened so quickly. It's unfortunate yeah. that he inflicted that, those, that pain on others. Yeah. yeah. So... Let's take a break. Yes. We're going to take a break for your segment. Yeah. About our last love segment for February. Midori, tell us all about the world of love. All right. Welcome back to Real Relationships with Midori. And so, for our last uh, segment of the month, sad, um, I will be answering two questions today. The first question, these will probably be a little bit longer, I'm sorry, (laughs) but these questions, the first one is, what new things do you learn about someone when you've dated for five plus years? 
Um, and I really like this question a lot because it made, I, we got it, uh, after our last episode. So I was sad that I didn't get to answer it last episode, but you know, now that we have a good question for this episode, I have been really thinking about it the last couple days. Um, and when you've been with someone for so long, I feel like the only things that you really learn are like small things, small kitschy things that are like, in my opinion, like my most favorite things to learn. Um, because it's like small details that you, I don't know, didn't necessarily think of or anything like that. Um, I will say like what Cody and I have been together for six years, going on seven in August of this year. It's been a long run. Um, and I mean, I don't think we've, uh, really ever gotten bored with each other. I think, um, we... Especially, like, moving in together, we've definitely learned a lot about each other. Um, I'm sure, like, Cody's learned more about me than he thought he would ever learn. <laughs> um, but it's it's definitely, like, I don't know. I feel like I learn new things every day about him. And uh, as we're working through, like, a stage in his life right now where he's coming to terms with a lot of stuff that happened in his childhood... Um, that's new things that I'm learning too. Um, it just really depends on like where you're at in your relationship. Like I said, I don't think that you ever stop learning about someone because things come up that you didn't think would come up. Like Cody told me a story, I think a couple days ago that like he didn't, he, that's something that I feel like he would have told me a while ago, but he hasn't. So it's stuff like that where, you know, or he showed like, actually he showed me a video <laughs> of like him his mom and his brother uh, in a car like <laughs> singing and that's like something I've never seen before and I thought that was so like I thought it was really funny it was like a little cringy because like Cody was like it's, they were both of them were teenagers and like it was just it was so funny but um like yeah it was just I think you never really stop learning about someone and I think that's the really cool part if you have a really strong relationship where um you're able to like last it out as long as Cody and I have um you will learn new things every day um but yeah I like I like that question thank you Caitlin for asking I didn't even say the name okay and then our second question was uh from Megan did you want to say the question because I can't remember what you said <laughs> I can't remember I just said it um okay so I wanted to know as you're closing out your segment since our podcast is all about what age group we are and, mm -hmm. like, how we're in between millennials and Gen Z, as two people of your age who have been together for a long time, you know, how is your relationship unique in the fact that you, you're both the, you're both the exact same age pretty mm -hmm. much, only a couple months apart, and you've been growing together? How is it unique that you're both in, you're both in the middle just as, as we are? Yeah. Um, I would say it's unique because, um, even that we, cause we got together when we were both 17 and now we're both 23 now. Um, we've done a lot of growing together, which is really rare these days. Cause when you go through transformative periods, you usually lose a lot of people going through it because, you know, it's not everybody's up to you growing and learning. Um, and that's a really big thing for us is that. Um, like we're definitely growing and like making mistakes and, you know, getting on each other's nerves and all that, but we're doing it together and where when something happens between us, we sit down and we talk about it and we're like, okay, like what's going on here? What can we do to maybe avoid this problem? And like, what 
what steps can we take? Um, which I think is uh, pretty rare nowadays because, you know, I feel like when things get hard for people, they just kind of like, okay, I don't want to put my emotional energy or emotional labor into this, so I'm just going to leave. And, like, I feel like that's a really big part of a relationship is putting in emotional labor. And I think there's a big thing, especially on Twitter and, like, social media that I've seen is, like, if someone's making you put in too much emotional labor, like, that's not a good relationship. And I'm like, how are you going to even thrive in a relationship if you don't put in emotional labor? Like, it takes a lot out of you. And there are some days where, like, I'm fucking exhausted from dealing with mine and Cody's shit. Like, (laughs) but it's something that you have to do. You have to make that commitment. And I feel like not a lot of people in our age group are ready to make that commitment in a sense. And that's, you know, like our age group right now is dating around. They want to like explore their interests, explore their sexuality, whatever they want to do. And that's totally fine. And like, if you're not ready to make that commitment, that's 100% fine, you know? But I'm just like, as between me and Cody, we sat down like probably I don't know maybe a year after we started dating and we're like we're like we are committed into this relationship and I love him he loves me and like that's all there is to it it's beautiful thank you one more question yeah as being raised by boomers and gen xers (laughs) how do you think that we view relationships whether they be long or short how do you think that us very young millennials Go about even having a romantic relationship with someone. Um, I think, like, the people that you obviously look up to are your parents. The people, you know, who... That's, like, the first relationship that you come in contact with. Um, So it really depends... How you view a relationship is probably how your parents are. So, like... I don't want to, like, air things out here. But, like, my parents, they've been together, never divorced, but things are taking their tolls, they've been together for a long time, um, and I think, like, I mean, I've seen it, my dad has never given up on my mom, and my mom has never given up on my dad, so even though, I'm gonna say this on, on the microphone, even though sometimes I feel like they would be better apart, they have stuck it out, whether it be, whatever their reason is, whether they love each other, or they've stuck it out for me and my sister, that's on them, but, like, that's something that I've seen, and that's something uh, I've actually come to realize now is, like, I'm definitely a lot like my parents, um, which is something that I'm sure a lot of us don't want to admit, uh, especially, like, in a relationship setting, um, so, and then, like, Cody comes from, like, a divorced family where his mom and his dad split when they were very, when he and his brother were very young, so, um, he is kind of quick to, like, cut off like relationships in a sense where like he doesn't really reach out that much to other people in his life um so like I have to do a lot of reminding oh I'm bleeding oh no um it's fine anyway um but yeah so that's affected him but that's affected him too Mm -hmm. so like um it's it's I feel like it's really about like your first relationship that you look up look up to is your parents and then um like that goes that another thing like his grandmother is also like she's uh married to Cody's like step grandfather I guess so like you know Mm -hmm. there's like obviously not original like partners there which you know no big deal obviously they're relationships that just don't work out and that's totally fine um but like it definitely does have an effect on you and like how you view your 
future relationships mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, um, also it teaches you what to do and what not to do. Cause like I said, my parents have been together for a long time and I definitely like, they've never given up on each other, but I do have times where I feel like they'd be better off apart where I've never felt like that with Cody. And I don't, I want to work to get to a place where I never have to feel like that. Mm-hmm. So like I've been, you know, kids watch everything. I hope people who are parents and are listening, kids know, it doesn't matter how young they are. They know. They know. (laughs) Like, if you're arguing and, like, it doesn't matter if your kid's in another room, they can probably hear it and they know that you're arguing. So, like, wait till your kid is, like, at school or something because kids know. (laughs) I've known for a long time. I've known. (laughs) So, like, it's, it just really goes into, like, your, who in your life is most prominent. So, like, Tara... We love you, Tara. Like, her relationship with her husband is so great. And that's something that, as of recently, I've looked up to because her and her husband have been through quite a lot together. They went through a really, uh, a really long, long distance thing and they managed to stay together through all that, which, you know, some people don't want to deal with long distance relationships and it takes a lot to deal with them. And now they're like, you know, back when they were kids and now, you know, they're older adults with two kids thriving like it's something that I look up to now but as a kid you know you look up to your parents mostly and that's what models your future relationships I feel like so Cece and Elijah are gonna be great I know (laughs) lucky kids (laughs) well thank you Midori yeah thank you for your wonderful segment yeah I've loved loved it I love this month I loved talking about love and everybody's questions were great yes we love that yes you are not canceled (laughs) thank you so back to cancel culture yes our question here that we have is is it toxic or is it helpful you know like we said i think where it comes from is policing our people who are in the public because they have some sort of influence right kids watch them especially youtubers kids watch them Uh, movie stars they have huge influence over um, multiple generations multiple audiences all over the world so Social media is now policing them and who they are. Yeah. Is is it toxic or is it helpful? I think it... When it first started out, I think maybe it was helpful. Um, I'm sure that, you know, a lot of the first people who were affected by call-out culture, like, probably was like, oh, shit. Like, I definitely... Mm-hmm. need to address this and like let them know that like I'm not the same person anymore mm-hmm. and you know everyone is entitled to change and all that we'll talk about that in a little bit but um I think now it's just become a giant monster that like anything that anybody does is worth being called out about mm-hmm. and um I follow uh, a youtuber his name is Thomas Halbert uh, he has been affected by cancel and call-out culture in a sense that he was, like, a pretty big influencer, like, a couple years ago. Um, and then he got involved with, like, some Jeffree Star drama. And because Jeffree Star's fan base is so large and so dedicated, they fucking r- ruined, wow. like, Thomas's career. Like, he wow. plummeted in subscribers and views. And he's a beauty guru, too, so that's why he was involved in that drama. Mm. Um, and so ever since then, that happened like a full year ago and he still has like not recovered from it. Mm -hmm. Like his videos get very low views. Um, he's been like, people are down his throat constantly. Like 
uh, a couple months ago, he was having issues with his, like, his cat was, like, needing surgery. Um, And he was like, hey, guys, like, I'm just putting out, like, a, like, a, GoFundMe type thing because my cat needs emergency surgery. I don't have the money right now. That uh, bills like, are a lot. Yeah, YouTube has is not going to cover it, you know, because he's making money off of YouTube. Yeah. You know, YouTube isn't really cutting it right now because my views are so low. So, and wow. yeah, so he's like, so if anybody could help me, like, that'd be great. And so, you know, people donated. He, the cat got his surgery. and But then, like, people were like, yo, are you scamming us? Like, people mm-hmm. were like, the trolls and everybody that was like, part of Jeffree Star's fan base is like, you're lying, your cat doesn't actually need surgery, you just need the money, blah, 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 because then... Which people do that. Yeah, people definitely do that. But, but... That doesn't mean that everybody does it. Yeah, and he's, he's posted receipts regarding the vet surgery because... And what does he owe them? They're not even his fans. Does he owe it to do that extra labor of being like, I'm not scamming anyone, like, I just needed a little help, and, you know, that... That is shitty. You're right. Yeah. I think it is toxic in that in that situation and a lot of situations where people like Jeffrey Star's fans, like you said, are so dedicated mm-hmm. and so they have this such a mob mentality and a tribal mentality that they will like cut other people's yeah. virtual throats in their yeah. reputation. Yeah. And they will do it just just out of loyalty and out of being a troll, right? And yeah. out of like getting satisfaction that someone is losing on this. Yeah. And that that is toxic yeah. for sure. And I I think that happens more in the influencer YouTuber oh, yeah. realm than it does maybe in bigger celebrities. I'm sure it does happen. Yeah. But with celebrities I think it it is helpful in those celebrities who are truly heinous for to sure. have those rape allegations who should not be getting work. They should exactly. not be on our screens. They should not be influencing they our children. They should not be held revered in high regard or as, and some sort of icon whatsoever because yeah. they are objectively a terrible human. Yeah. And so in that way, I think it's helpful. But again... I agree with you. It has turned into a beast of people are now seeking it out. It's not like something happens to come out. Like there was a whistleblower about some rape allegation. It came out like like it should have, right? Mm -hmm. And then they were canceled. It's like, no, people are digging for something that maybe pulled out of context could make make someone look bad, right? And their purpose is to cancel them. And so I think intent, you know... Yeah. Intent is blurry here with, with cancel culture. For which, sure. Which the outcome does intent matter? No, but, like, people should not be going after other people with the satisfaction of seeing them fall. In yeah. any situation. Yeah, and that's why it's, like, that's just, to me, it's, I think in the influence sphere, it's toxic, but in celebrity sphere, it's helpful, which is crazy to think about now, like... Because when, once, like, cancel culture started becoming a huge thing, especially in the beauty community, like, drama YouTube channels started coming, being made, where they literally exclusively cover the drama that goes down within, yeah, within YouTube communities. And it's just, like, what are you doing? They're capitalizing off cancel culture. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Yeah, they're capitalizing off it. And it's just, it's creating thing, it's creating messes for, for, like, the YouTuber I watched, Thomas Halbert, who is, he's... He's, in my opinion, a better influencer because he's owned up to, like, a lot of his mistakes, like, Mm -hmm. as they come forward, and, like, he's like, hey, guys, like, I'm not scamming you, Mm -hmm. but, like, I understand that I've done wrong, and, like, with the Jeffree Star drama, he fully admitted that he was just 
wrong, you Mm -hmm. know? Like, he was like, I shouldn't have done this. This was on me. Like, it was not anything with Jeffrey. Like, it was, it was exclusively, like, I was just trying to get ahead. Like, you know, actually apologizing for the stuff that he did, but still, time after time again, anything that happens with him, like, people immediately come after Mm -hmm. him, and drama channels go after him, and it's just, like, it creates an impossible, Mm -hmm. like, bubble that you can't break out of. It's like the real world is becoming reality TV. Yeah. We love reality TV because it's spicy and it's trashy and it's super drama, but it's in that realm and that bubble of reality TV. But now it's all YouTubers and they're blurring the lines of something that is actually problematic. Yeah. And something that can be used for a drama storyline. Yeah. But these are real people. These are people's lives. They're not signing up for any dumb reality show. Yeah. This is, this is their lives and they, you know, a lot of them, they just, they like to make videos and, um, a lot of them are beauty gurus and they really like beauty and they want to express themselves in that way. And then they're being used for clicks and for someone else. Yeah. And then they suffer for it. So I agree. It's, I feel like depending on what case study you're looking at, it can be super toxic or it can be helpful. Right. Yeah. So when they apologize, do you think that they're being, they're actually being sorry or they're being forced to say that they're sorry because of cancel culture and they're afraid of being canceled? I think there are, um, there, it's really a case by case type of thing. So you have like certain people who are making, like, for example, Laura Lee, when she was caught in her, like, racism allegations and stuff like that with past tweets, she put up, um, like, a four or five minute video of her just fake crying. Uh, oh, girl. And, oh, girl. like, oh, like, this is the one. I'm just so sorry. Like, not even, like, just... Like, you much, could tell, like, yeah, this is bullshit. You could tell that it was bullshit. Oof. Or you have, um... Like, Jeffree Star put up a video explaining, you know, all the allegations that had it. And that video was, I'm pretty sure, was like 40 minutes long of him explaining everything that went down and explaining his side of the story. Um, While I don't, like, while I personally don't support Jeffree Star, like, a lot of people saw, like, saw into that and was like, oh, well, this is a legitimate apology. They accepted it. Yeah. Whereas a lot of YouTubers that have had scandals recently, they put up, like, a three, four, five minute video just pretty much saying, guys, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry that I've disappointed you. This was a long time ago, blah, blah, blah. And it doesn't really seem, you know, mm-hmm. genuine. I think I think sometimes it's easy to fall into it and be like, okay, they, they made a video apologizing. We should just forgive them. Which, like I said earlier, it's really up to the consumer whether they want to forgive them or mm-hmm. not. Even though Jeffree Star made a huge 45-minute video apologizing, a lot of people didn't forgive him. Mm-hmm. They, saw, they thought it was fake. And then, like, Laura Lee's video, that was, everybody just thought that was fake. So, mm-hmm. like, it really just depends on who you are as a person. Because mm-hmm. if you want to believe those apologies, then that's, like, that's yeah. on you. If there are a lot of people that want to see through that, and that's, you know, because and, they already have biases. Yeah. And these big celebrities, like, it, it must be routine now for a publicist to yeah. say, like, oh, this is happening. This, they're going to get canceled. We need to put out a statement right now. So yeah. it's, like, it's almost formulaic because mm-hmm. it does happen so often. Yeah. Did you see the video of Jimmy Fallon speaking to RuPaul on yes! his show? Yes! And oh, he said, he said the word drag queen. Yeah. And then RuPaul was, like, not a drag queen. And then, like, he couldn't read RuPaul in yeah. that he was, like, Oh no! Is that not acceptable he anymore? Like, was like shook. I, his was like, face was hilarious. Oh my gosh! You guys need to look this up 
And then, I don't, I don't remember what RuPaul said, but it was like a joke. He was like, yeah. I'm just the queen or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah. it was like very RuPaul being funny in, in his way. Yeah. But, you know, you can still say drag queen, of course. Yeah. And so, but you know, Jimmy Fallon, he's like, yo, I'm a white male icon. <laughs> I, did I just say something wrong? And he's one of the people who, he's, he's yeah. not problematic, you know, usually. And so he really tries to please himself. His show is very nice. Uh, so, <laughs> and then he came out with a statement saying yeah. he did think he got canceled. Yeah. yeah. That was sincere. And so the fear is there. Yeah. Right? The fear of people's there. The the publicists and the media relations teams, they know it's they know it's there. So yeah. I don't know how sincere apologies are, or it's just a this is how we're gonna fix this. Yeah. You know? So again, case by case. It's it's we'll crazy see. how we'll it's see. all just case by case for a lot of this. Um and I feel like for just a brief second, we should definitely talk about, you know, obviously with cancel culture and all that, it definitely ties into, like, people thinking that we're too sensitive about stuff, which, okay, yeah. you know, that goes with the, like, homophobic jokes and, mm-hmm. like, ignorant mm-hmm. statements and stuff like that, where they're like, you know, you guys are being sensitive, like, that's Dave a really good point. I didn't even think yeah, about that. Yeah, Dave Chappelle has been joking about this stuff for a long time, and you guys are choosing now to point it out, like, you guys are just reacting, like, really... Like, just snowflakes. Yeah. Yeah. So, like... I don't... That's an I, interesting point. I didn't think about it. As someone outside of our age group of our, you know, leaning left circles, um, you know, we try to look at something as, like we said, you know, it's just trying to police people. It's good. But someone outside those circles who's maybe a little bit more ignorant and not part of cancel culture would yeah. say, you're just being too sensitive. Yeah. Right? This is just the millennials being too yeah. sensitive they're just trying to call out hardworking people yeah. because they're just trolls online and they like to stir the pot and they make, they, what is it? They like to make everything politically correct. Yeah. So, wow, you're right. That's spot on. I don't think that it's us being oversensitive. I no, think some I people, think so some people take it too far for sure. Yeah. Like we've said, yeah, they definitely take it too far, but also it's not okay to say homophobic things or yeah. to have sexual harassment allegations. It's not okay. Yeah. I think it's totally okay to call that out yeah we're not in a time anymore where that's like okay to be swept under the rug hell no and so no i don't think that we are too sensitive i think the times are changing and we've become more like aware Mm -hmm. of the things that are being said and aware of like especially you know celebrity influence and like things like that where is if someone does say ignorant comments we're like okay like we get it Mm -hmm. but it's not the time and place anymore like find something else. You and know? to be clear, it is usually in someone's personal life sphere. Like yeah. Dave Chappelle, he makes jokes on stage, yeah. like I said, and I would hope that a lot of people our age would be accepting of the art form that is supposed to put, push the boundaries, but there are some people who don't accept it yeah. and do take it too far, I think, but things that happen in your personal life that directly inflict pain on others should never be accepted yeah. and should totally be called out. And, you know, in in the really big cases, they should be canceled. Yeah. And so I didn't even think about the other perspective. It's hard for me to get out of my bubble sometimes. Yeah. And to think, like, what would the outlier say? You know, yeah. maybe, maybe we're the outlier. Maybe the majority of America is over there saying that we're too sensitive. But yeah. either way, 
I think it's it's difficult to try to see it from from their side. Yeah, and I feel like maybe because like I see it that way because I always read comments on stuff. So like if someone like posts um, something, I'll, like, I try not. I don't read the comments ever. Yeah, so that's why I, I'm very much in my own bubble. Yeah, and so like that's something. I mean, it's definitely not good to read comments, but. It's a way also to get out of your bubble and realize like you're meaning like Facebook comments, right? Facebook comments, Twitter comments, because you know there's still people on Twitter that have ridiculous beliefs. Mm -hmm. Um, so like I normally, if someone tweets something kind of like ooh spicy, Mm -hmm. I'll like read through it and read comments. The that way I get like I guess both sides of the argument where like. Even though I don't agree with, like, maybe the other side of the argument, I'll just You're still like, reading it. I'm still reading it, and I'm still, like, being like, oh, well, I mean, that's dumb, but, like, people think mm-hmm. like that, you know? Wow, that's so, crazy. Yeah, so... That's a good point. That's why I, you know, brought up, like, the whole mm-hmm. sensitivity thing. But I personally don't agree that we're sensitive. I think, like I said, we're just I more aware either. of what people are saying, and I think that if nobody calls them out then it's gonna keep happening it's just gonna keep happening yeah like I don't want to go into this repeated cycle of letting racism and prejudices happen Mm -hmm. like we have to actively call it out battle against it because it's just something obvious like we've learned it's not going away Mm -hmm. unfortunately like so we have to do something about it which is what I think the intent for this is but it does get out of hand yes it does mob mentality is a thing yes Mm -hmm. so when people do apologize we say we don't know if they're meaning it or not. We don't know if it's like a formulaic thing. Yeah. But this all comes down to can people change when someone said something 10 years ago, they tweeted it, it was homophobic or it was racist and it comes out, it blows up and they go out and they make a public apology. Do we give them the benefit of the doubt and say people are always learning? It's an objective fact that people are are always learning new information. Yeah. It was a different time back then, which is yeah. not an excuse, but it was a different time. And yeah. now that times have changed and are changing and are, will hopefully continue to change, we're going to challenge ourselves to be more accepting and to learn more about things that we just didn't know about before. Yeah. And so as we're changing humans, and mm-hmm. everyone is, do we look at these public figures and accept that they're humans too and they're also changing? Yeah. I think that it is just, like, when people put out apologies and statements and stuff like that, like I said, it's really up to the consumer on whether or not you want to take that as, like, them saying, like, I'm going to change. Um, For me, like, if, uh, like, whatever, because, like I said, I'm mainly more in tune with, like, YouTube and stuff like that. If, like, an influencer or YouTuber puts out an apology video regarding something that I'm like drama that I'm following and I watch it and I'm like I usually take apologies now with a grain of salt because of it so Mm -hmm. like I'll watch the apology be like okay that's cool but then after that I steadily am like okay are they actually changing or was their apology just like something to Mm -hmm. just get out of the way so it mainly just now for me is like they apologize so now it's time to like show that you're actually changing so you need the action which I think is totally reasonable yeah you know if you if what you did wasn't a crime right you didn't harass anyone you didn't rape anyone if it wasn't a crime it was just something ignorant that you said you know I mean if social media was around forever people's ignorant comments when they were kids would be out 
you know, yeah. more, and we, we just didn't know about them before. Yeah. And now that we live in a world where everything's documented, the dumb shit that kids say is out there. Yeah. And when you are young and when you are a kid, you do say dumb shit and then you learn and you look back and you're like, wow, that was really ignorant. Yeah. You know, I'm glad I'm not like that anymore. And I think we should give people the opportunity to be yes. human. Yeah. But again, is it sincere or not? It's it's hard. It's hard. It's really, it's really hard. like your own personal bias comes into it. Yeah. Your own like connection with that person or that person's art comes into it. It's really hard. I don't think that there is a blanket statement of should we accept these or not. Yeah. I think that people should just maybe have it in their minds when something like this happens that people can change and yeah. they can improve because maybe like book it yourself. I'm sure, yeah. like, we've all said dumb stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and if you thought, like, if I was a public figure and what I said in middle school was out <laughs> in every magazine in the grocery store, yeah. I would be fucked. Yeah. And so I think that as long as people have that perspective on it, then it should be less toxic. Yeah. Right? But that's a very optimistic view. That is. I don't know if people <laughs> will actually do that, but that's, that's my soapbox. Yeah. I mean, really, it just goes into, like I said, definitely take things with a grain of salt. Um, especially now, cause you know, like I mentioned before, people are really, I, I don't like to give people the benefit of the doubt. And I just think that they're putting out an apology just mm-hmm. to do it now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Which I take, sad. yeah, it, it really sucks that you can't, like, trust influencers or anybody, like, with a high mm-hmm. with a high status anymore because you think they're just, you They know, just want to keep their status. They just want to keep their status. They want to keep their subscribers. They want to keep their followers. Um, so I always personally, like I said, I just take things with a grain of salt, and I just mainly focus on actions and if they're good. really so should all do that. making a, a making a, a big change. And doing that with your own personal circles, right? Yeah. If you have a conflict with someone... And they say, like, I know I did something wrong. I know I said something wrong, but I am realizing it and I'm going to change. I think that's a good way to also look at look yeah. at it. Is it like, it okay, matter. let's see the actions. Like, let's, you're, you're saying these words, where's the weight behind it? Yeah. And so if you apply that to your personal life, then you can say, like, yeah, friends can change, you know? Yeah. Or if they don't follow through with it. Say, you know what? You're not changing. You're not good for me. I'm going to, like, quote, unquote, cancel this and, (laughs) like, cut you out of my life. So I think with our idols, we do the same thing. Yeah. That's very great. That's good. Yeah. I think it's, especially now, because, like I said, you just have to take very cautious steps Mm -hmm. on. It really sucks because you have to take very cautious steps on who you decide to support and, like, put money into. Mm -hmm. Especially with, like, people who own beauty brands, like Jeffree Mm -hmm. Star, like... I did purchase, like, a lot of his stuff before all of this race, like, all his racism stuff, like, was brought up, mm-hmm. and so, I mean, I haven't purchased anything since, but that's because, like, he hadn't apologized, um, and I mean, he's, apolo- he, like I said, he apologized, like, a year and a half ago at this point, um, but I personally still, like, I've still heard rumors that he still says And that's your, things. that's your prerogative. Yeah. You're just yeah. not engaging, and that's what cancel culture is, you're not engaging, but the toxicity comes from if you were out there, like, telling people they were p- terrible people because yeah. they buy his stuff or you were calling to action, you yeah. know, all that. And so I think that that's the difference, right? Yeah. I think it's very, like, for me, cancel culture, like Cody mentioned earlier, I do participate it, participate it 
participate in it <laughs> for the sense that like I personally will just stop either watching videos or buying into and their that's products. All, that's all good. That's you all don't have takes. to consume everything. You yeah. have a limited amount of time where you want to spend it is your prerogative. Yeah, and it's just like I personally am not out here trying to be like everyone needs to cancel this person. Mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely am a, just a little like come on, guys, like, this has been proven that this person said racist things and he mm-hmm. hasn't apologized for it, like, we shouldn't be forgiving him. But, yeah. like, like I said, it's obviously... You're not going to take it too far. I'm not going to take it too far to where I'm, like, harassing people, like, you need to stop yeah. supporting and him. And there are people out there who do it, and yeah. that's unfortunate. It so. really is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, if someone asks, like, oh, why, why is this person canceled? I'll just be like, this is what I've heard, mm-hmm. and this is why I've chosen to stop supporting them, like do with that what you will yeah. type thing. And I wish that more people would just view it like that. Me too, man. Because, like I said, the whole mob mentality really gets to, you know, especially people on Twitter where they're like, they don't really read into the facts. They just, like if someone posts text receipts, they're like, oh my God, this person is bad. Like yeah. you don't even go into like seeing if the other person has mm-hmm. said they're part of the story. You There's just an immediate can, judgment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And which... Like, it's sometimes that's helpful, sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. But it's just instant. Like, it's instant now. And yeah. we're in that. We're, it's just part of growing technology. Like, ever, we want everything to be instant. So, like, we see something, we're like, instantly hate. Yeah. Instantly dislike. Or instantly love. You know? It's just, it's part of it now. Mm-hmm. Well, I instantly love Bridget's segment. Yes. So, we're going to take a quick break before we close it out. We'll have one more thing to say after Bridget's segment so i really hope you guys are enjoying um bitching with bridget because we are yeah we freaking love it it's great our star so here is the next segment of bitching with bridget hey everybody welcome to bitching with bridget i'm bridget Let's get to our quick bitch. Now, today I am sitting on the couch next to my sweet, sweet boyfriend. And my specific complaint is in regards to something he does that really just grinds my freaking gears. And that is he sits and he watches commentary videos on YouTube about... Just every freaking thing, any commentary video, Nolan Agamata will watch it. Why are you call me out? Because, <laughs> and also, he watches it at a volume that is so intense. It's like he really wants to hear that man go, And Venom 2 will be out! Garnage revealed! Spider-Man set up! <laughs> it's just ridiculous! It's absurd! Anyways... If you also have a significant... <coughs> shh! Shh! Don't cough. I'm doing my segment. Anyways, if you also have a significant other who watches a shit ton of commentary videos and also watches things at an annoyingly loud volume... That's you. That's not me. Please, <laughs> let me know. Okay? Bye! What a good bitch. (laughs) (laughs) We love our bitch. (laughs) Thank you, Bridget. So our last thing we're going to talk about is our age group's role in this. And so we did kind of talk about before the break about technology and it 
being a factor in this, obviously, about the instant hate, the instant gratification, but our in the middle, quote unquote, in the middle generation, we grew up with this evolving. What do you think our role in it is? I think we play a big role in it, honestly. I think it's mostly us. Yeah, I think it really (laughs) is mostly us. I feel like older millennials don't really give a shit. And then, I mean, younger... I think it's Gen Z, too. Like, it's us us and Gen Z. Like, very young millennials, and then everyone younger is kind of where where it comes from, especially in what your experience is with YouTube and influencers. With celebrities, you know, that's happening on a global scale when it comes to crime and everything, and they're being tried. That's the whole other end of it. But when it comes to call-out culture on social media, it's those active social media users, which are millennials and Gen Z, normally. Of course, there's boomers and Gen Xers on there. But I think our age group is at the epicenter of cancel culture. Yeah, definitely. From the beginning. Yeah, and I mean, it just goes into us growing up with that. And Mm -hmm. um, I really think, I personally think that Gen Z... um, Right, Gen Z. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I feel like I always mess it up and I say Gen X. Anyway, Gen Z. <laughs> Gen Z is below us. Yeah. Gen, Gen X Z, is above millennials. Um, they are probably, because they're the younger ones, I feel like they're the ones that loyally support, like, all these people no matter what. That's true. So they I might be the ones who are more, they're more inclined to do the instant hate. Yeah. That we talked about. Yeah. So, like, we'll, I feel like our generation is responsible for call-out culture and creating that space, but, like, Gen Z has taken it to, like, if someone gets called out, they either instantly hate or they, like, instantly go to support and, like, Mm -hmm. defend that person. Yeah. Whereas, like, like, our group is more, like, hey, this is happening. Like, we shouldn't allow this. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I feel like we definitely do a little bit more fact-checking in a way. Yeah. Um, So, like, people will go out of the way. We love a good fact-check. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So people will go out of their way, mostly, like, our generation to be like, okay, well, here's a different I think that's all millennials. Yeah. Millennials uh, really, really, I hope, would strive for the truth. Right. Right? And we're always looking at fact-checks. Yeah. We're always fact-checking everybody. Yeah. I think that's, and that's... That's just something you should do always. I mean, always yeah. fact check yourself. <laughs> always. That's how you just evolve as a human. You become a yeah. better person. Yeah. Fact check yourself. So, and I think just anyone who's young, not just specifically Gen Z, they're just there at the moment. Anyone, if you're young, you are inclined to be a part of of a fan base, and all humans yeah. have are tribal, right? Where we all self segregate into groups and. Young people usually do it into fan bases. Yeah. And so they are very quick to be loyal or yeah. to be against someone, we like wanna, you said. We want to be a part of something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, like, when I was a kid, I definitely was, like, stand, like, ride or die for, like, the Jonas Brothers in One Direction. So if oh, anybody yeah. insulted them, I'd be like, I'll cut your throat. Like, <laughs> so I understand. It's just a young person. It's a young mentality. person yeah. thing. We want to be a part of something so badly that we are willing to uh, defend it with mm-hmm. all our heart. So, but like, it's understandable that that's the, mm-hmm. that's the mindset that they're in. Yeah. But this cancel culture definitely comes from those people who are part of social media and have lived through the digital revolution like, yeah. like we have. So cancel culture, whether you like it or hate it, you can talk to our age group about it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's about us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like, we understand that it, it's not a perfect system. Nothing is. No. So people take it too far. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm 
I would never cancel you, Midori. Well, I would never cancel you. I love that for us. I love that for us. <laughs> I don't think we've done anything worth canceling. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. If we said anything wrong, let us know. Yeah, fact check us. Fact check us, please. We want that. We want to yeah. keep learning. We're always learning. Everyone's always learning. And I think that's the message yeah. for today. Everyone's learning. Everyone's learning. And I mm-hmm. think whether or not you want to... Be a, be a part of that learning journey with whoever you're idolizing is up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like we said before, you don't necessarily need to take part or give influence to people that you don't support. You do you? you know, yeah, you do you. If you yeah. don't want to watch Jeffree Star, don't watch Jeffree Star. If you don't want to watch any of Johnny Depp's movies anymore, then don't do that. Mm-hmm. Don't. It's just, like, you make that personal choice. I don't think that it needs to turn into a mob mentality. Agree. You know, I think, obviously, we do need to do the calling out and making sure that everything, you know, just making sure that racism and rape allegations stay, you know, at the forefront and not, what we Not permissible, Yeah, right? it's not permissible, but, like... Obviously, don't take it too far, I guess, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, don't and, inflict more pain. Whatever yeah. you're doing, like, if someone had a crime and they inflicted pain, of course they should stop doing it. And, and if someone punished. And yeah. if someone made an ignorant comment that in, that ignorant comments usually do inflict pain on certain minority groups, that's not cool, but also don't use that momentum to inflict more pain on yeah. anyone. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> The M is written and hosted by Megan Amadori. Special thanks to our tech lord and music maker Cody, especially this season. He's been killing it with the jingles. I know. And he edits us so we sound beautiful (laughs) and everything. And so I just, I really, really appreciate you, Cody. Yeah. Thank you. He's like, this is very much like a three person operation. You only hear our voices, but he is an equal part of this. Oh yeah. He's, if not like a bigger part of this. Yeah, yeah, he sits for down sure. and edits <laughs> all of our shit talk. Yeah, so it is definitely like the three of us. It should be the M with Megan and Midori and Cody. So <laughs> extra special thanks for you, Cody, always. Yes. You will get a raise at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I always bring food when I come to That's record. True. So, That's you true. Know. We always provide food for Cody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. If you liked what you heard today, consider giving us a follow on Spotify or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you have any questions or stories or comments or, like we said, anything to fact check, feel free to send us an email at thempod.inquiry at gmail.com or might be an easier route to just DM us on Instagram at the.m.pod. And if you want to learn more behind the scenes stuff, make sure you follow our Instagram yeah. at the.m.pod. Yes, yeah, so we're trying to get real good about posting on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's our link is right there too. So if you don't want to like go in and try to find us on Spotify, you can just click the link in our bio and it'll yes. take you directly there. So it's a little a little bit of an easier route. Also, I mean, if you like us, maybe like tell your friends. <laughs> Like, let them know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I would, I mean, yeah, if you want, if you spend your time with us, you should post about it. Yeah. <laughs> let us know. We, we post about it. Yeah, we post about it. And we we have a lot of our friends that post when they're listening and we love oh, to we, see that. Thank you guys. Yeah. That makes my heart so full. Thank you. Because yeah. you don't have to do that. You yeah. know, and, we, and if you do, like, it just, it makes me really, really happy. So we, we love you guys. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay, we will see you next week with a fresh new topic. Woo-hoo. See you real soon. Bye.